There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Now, let's talk to uh, our very good friend, Lib Dem MP, uh, a potential, perhaps, leader of the Lib Dems as well, uh, Layla Moran, the MP for Oxford West and Abingdon. Layla, good evening. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Well, we're going a yeah. bit loopy, but so you'll have to forgive us. I mean, you know, we can, uh, you can only take so much of this, can't you? Oh, I know. Can I just say, on that 10 grand thing, you're not quite right there. Um, it's not for us. I, it's not for the MPs. It's for the staff who Expenses, work in yeah. Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, just to be clear, it's not yeah, like right, 10 yeah. grand is arriving in my bank no, account no, at all. No. And I, I think we're not going to use it anyway. No. And it would be for my staff, who mm-hmm. actually aren't paid very much, who might need home working equipment which yeah. is what a responsible employer would do. So just on that point, I think that's really... No, no, I, in fact, I, I, I was going to correct him, but I knew you would. I bet would. very but few would. employers are giving 10 grand expenses but, to their staff. But it, we, we are talking no, about Ash, Layla. <laughs> We're talking about Ash. And if, it, if he was able to get his hands on it, he wouldn't be giving it to anyone else, let me tell you. I would. I'll <laughs> buy you a drink. <laughs> so good. I'm pretty sure no. we can't spend it on drinks. No. So oh, <laughs> even if it is, you wouldn't be able to. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Um, <laughs> listen, let's talk about... It's going to be a really nice weekend, as you probably know. I hope and so. I'm probably going to have a barbecue on my own. So uh, there we are. I hope you'll feel sorry for me. Um, no. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. the thing is... Then we're not going to be told what we can do. And uh, I mean, I, you know, if, if I could invite a couple of my very close friends along who've been aboard as well on Saturday, that would be lovely. But of course, some of my friends are very, are very conscious of doing things properly, if you know what I mean. What? Legally? Yeah. yeah. Legally and properly. So that if you yeah. can't officially go out to someone then they won't go out. But on, if the, he says on Sunday, yes, of course, you can see friends, mm. but not mix in big whatever, as people are suggesting. Well, why not say it today? And then we could, um, we could, we could do it on the weekend. Um, the, news, I... the news cycle is bigger on a Sunday. Is it? They might change yeah. their mind as well, actually. You know what I mean? There's rumours they might get getting cold feet about it. Is there? Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, I, I won't, um, you know... I mean, people, I, I don't know whether you've noticed from, from your constituents, Layla, but people are now getting really quite itchy feet about the whole thing. 
Yeah, it's quite interesting, you know. So I think there's there's actually two groups of people right now. And and some people fall into both groups, bizarrely. So on the one hand, everyone is just absolutely fed up of this mm-hmm. and dying to see their loved ones and dying to uh, go Party. to a pub garden. And, mm-hmm. you know, I dream of a nice glass of pims by the <laughs> river in a pub garden with my friends. Like, that's what I'd love. But on the other hand... I'm getting a lot of emails from people who are just really, really still concerned. I mean, the numbers are still quite high, over 6,000 yesterday. You know, we've had uh, the biggest death toll now in in Europe, and Mm. the numbers are declining, and we are over the peak, but it is quite slow. And then then all these rumours around schools opening on the 1st of June, and people are just really worried. Mm. Is this the right time? Should we be doing this yet? So I think we're kind of in two camps about this, and we're just going to have to see what gets announced on Sunday. I think schools could be... I mean, I think there's some people who need to go back because of exams and things like that, but, I mean, generally, schools could agree to be have an extra long summer holiday now, couldn't they, really? So, again, we just don't know how this is going to be, but I think what's most likely to happen is it will be a phased return for some year groups um, particularly not the ones who have exams this year, those exams have been cancelled, but yeah. the ones who have exams next year might, they've got a lot of teaching to do. Um, but actually the ones I'm really concerned about are the, are the vulnerable children who are in you know, families that don't have gardens, for example. So yeah. it's all great, this great weather when uh, you might have a garden, uh, and I'm very lucky to, but I, I think a lot of you know, families in cramped accommodation with several mm. kids who just, you know, are desperate to get out and play in a park and are allowed to for an hour a day and that's it. So I'm hoping that maybe the lockdown measures that might be eased on Sunday are going to focus on people like that. And if that means that I have to stay in for a few weeks longer, I think that's fine. I I really worry about about some of those families. But the hour isn't an official law thing anyway. You can go out for more than an hour. I think that was just advice. Well, I think, and, you know, and, and advice versus law i don't think actually at a time when the reason why we are following the advice is to save the lives of others that almost matters um i think most people are following the advice even if it's not law and uh the police even if they can't enforce it with a fine or whatever are still uh if they see groups of people who are sitting in parks together and Mm. uh, are out for more than an hour they can advise them and whatever so i think that that line's quite blurry right now because the reason the advice is there is to save lives and that is the right thing to do anyway the james whale show come praise the whale on talk radio should we talk to uh gollum actor andy circus now he's released uh he's going to raise cash for the nhs charities together with uh uh, and together and best beginnings by reading the entire Hobbit live online. Well, good luck with that, Andy. Uh, well, thank you very much. I think I'm going to need it, quite frankly. I've just realised what I've undertaken. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Have you it ever be, done? It could be very messy. Have you? Well, it will be. No, not. It could be. It will be because have you ever? <laughs> have you ever read a book? Done one of these audio books for somebody? I have, I have, but oh. audio books are a completely different beast because, of course, you get to go back and edit them and you know do second takes and you know small chunks. This this is this is a very very different number. I've, I, I now realise having having done training sessions of reading thirty <laughs> or 50 pages alive, out, out I'm suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, what am I what am I doing here? Why, well, yeah, I mean, I yeah. I did one book and I had to go in the studio every day for about five, six, seven, sometimes eight hours. And yeah. after you've read out, out loud for a while, 
you can't even hear what you're saying, can you? It's very true. It's very true. So, I mean, it's going to be a. Tw- it's, I reckon it's going to be a twelve-hour session. We're in, we're we're sort of thinking it's going to land at about that. Um, uh, you know, so it, it is. It is a bit of a hobbitathon, which is, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do all the different voices as well of the different? Yeah. No, oh, I will be good. doing. I will be. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I want to bring it alive. It's not. Again, it's not. It's not a sort of a dry audio. It's sort of not that audio books are dry, but uh, but you know, it's going to be a performed performed, and it'll be online, and people can watch as well as listen. So, um, yeah. No, are you no, going to s- doing all the voices? Are you going to sit there by a roaring fire in a lovely big leather winged back chair and and have a smoking jacket on? I I, I I've. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually. Well, I'm trying to create the atmosphere. We're building it as we speak. Actually, you've caught me right in the middle of it. Um, so we're making it, it sort of like that. Yes, it feels a bit Hobbit holy. It does feel very Hobbit holy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, it should be. Surprises. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely definitely that. I don't have the fire as such, uh, but I do have. Yeah, it's quite atmospheric. When did oh, you first read it? Hobbit? Did you read it when you were a child? When you were. Well, no, I mean, no, because I've had to, when I was working on the movies, of course, I had to tell Dean to them for, that, for, for them. But I, I, the first time, oh, sorry, did you say the first time I read it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The first time was when I was about, um, I suppose I was about eight or nine years old, really, the first time I read it. And I remember me being blown away by it. Did you, did you read it as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the, uh, the trilogy. And, yeah. Well, you live like yeah. the Lord of the Rings, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now The Hobbit's better. Yeah. Well, you'd have made a very good one. Oh, really? Actually. You think so? Yeah. 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 Well, tell me, um, there are the Hobbit is quite a long book, isn't it? And there, there were many. I mean, how, are you doing the whole lot? Yeah, yeah. Everything. The whole thing. I mean, every yeah. single thing from 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 you know leaving Bag End to coming back to the Shire at the end of three hundred fifty-seven mm. pages or whatever it is. Um, so. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it is going to be an adventure, and that was the, that was the whole idea behind it, to take people who have been stuck in lockdown for all this time, and mm. to take them out, hopefully, out, out, outside and out and across the magical landscape and using, their, you know, their imagination and mm. have a little bit of respite from this very tough, gruelling time we're all mm. living in, um, and, and raise some money for, for, you know, the NHS, which is, uh, you know, the people, whilst we're indoors, of course, Keeping ourselves safe, there out there, you know, mm. right on the front line. How um, how can people it every single minute? How can people send you money for this? Well, it's actually if they can they can go to a website which is um, slash the Hobbitathon COVID nineteen appeal, and and it's going to be announced across all my social media. Um, and there'll be links and all sorts, so yeah. people could, should easily be able to find it. Um, and, and, and look, I mean, uh, we've seen some great generosity from people uh, in recent times, especially for mm. Captain Tom. You know, he's a remarkable man, absolutely uh, amazing man, and, amazing. and ma- made me feel so much younger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. He's yeah. a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal, isn't he? Really, yeah. tremendous. Yeah. And, and, that, and yeah. he was a part of the inspiration for doing this. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Let's talk to our friend uh, Dr. Lawrence Gurlis, who's uh, yeah. GP at Same Day Doctor. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, 400,000 uh, bits of PPE coming from Turkey that are completely useless? Well, hold on a second. Who says they're completely useless? What we know, I want someone coming on television and showing me one of these gowns from Turkey and explain to me in very clear layman's terms what is wrong with them. Because all we've heard yeah. is that they don't meet up to standards. Yeah, and everyone, yeah. I've been watching news, I've been watching Twitter say, not one commentator has questioned this because it's, it fits in... Uh, look, I'm not, not interested in politics at all. I mean, I am interested in PPE. Because it fits in with this narrative that the government messed it up, everyone's accepted this at face value. Look, it may well be rubbish. It may well be. And I don't want frontline medical staff having anything substandard. But for all we know, some jobs worth at the HSE has had a look at this and said, no, no, we don't want any of this. This stuff could be useful. It could be useful for porters, for cleaners, for people in care homes who don't normally have to wear PPE. This stuff could be adapted for frontline medical work. Yeah. Mm. No one has said what is wrong with it. It's just, uh, and, and everyone just thinks, oh, it's no good. Of course it's no good. It's from Turkey. Everyone's accepted that. And actually it makes me very angry. Was because... it gowns or was it masks hang on, hang as well? On, hang, on. hang on just a minute, Ash. I, I couldn't agree with you more, actually. I think yeah. you make a very good point. And the point I made earlier is uh, a number of doctors have come out just this evening and said, hang on. Uh, some of the problems here are the, is it the central distribution organisation of the NHS, the procurement yep. arm or something yep. like that? Yeah. Um, they've turned down all sorts of offers, apparently, yeah. of, of people who are making this stuff here. And yeah. so local trusts have now decided to go off and find their own stuff. And yeah. this apparently is causing, it's a bit yeah. like a circus, this. Is well, this true? It is true. Uh, you see, oh. they've tried to centralise everything and tried to set... Standards, and they've been turning down suppliers, small suppliers. Bear in mind, to get a contract with the NHS, you have to fill in paperwork that's the size of an encyclopedia, uh, <laughs> right? You can't. It's not just oh yeah, well, you will buy that from you. And in, in terms of the due diligence and the the, the reliability of the company, the solvency of the company, etc., etc., etc. So the procurement in the NHS is a long-winded bureaucratic process, and they've been caught up. Listen, the government have messed up. I'm not here to criticise the government, but I actually we should be looking at some of the managers in the NHS and some of the systems in the NHS that are too inflexible. Well, I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad you said that because I I tried mentioning that a while back because when I was in hospital about well a number of years ago, um, I was talking to some of the the people who worked there. Said, oh gosh, you know. Getting getting stuff uh, we need for the warding, getting stuff out of this central procurement is absolutely balmy. And if we go ourselves and get something we want and are caught doing it without going through the right channel, we get into absolutely. so much trouble. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, Which, I'm, in a, yeah, you know, I'm in a similar session. We're doing antibody tests in our clinic, but we've had a missive come down from the Care Quality Commission to say, oh, the NHS have not approved these antibodies tests. You know, you're not really supposed to do them. I had an email from a doctor yesterday working at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. They bought 7,000 of these antibody tests mm. because they've decided to ignore the central diktat. It's exactly the same sort of thing. They're trying to control things from the centre, sending out fake news, trying to pour cold water on, on, on anyone trying to do anything of an independent and helpful nature. And it's exactly well, why, the same thing. I, 
I wonder if the government have, have noticed this or maybe they're frightened of doing anything because some of these people would just go into the media, which is where a lot of this stories about PE came from, PPE came from. And uh, they'll just carry on trying to blacken the name of the government and the MPs uh, to really continue to keep their own little empire going. Yeah, as I say, look, I, I, don't, I don't doubt the professional qualities of people that work at the health and safety executive. But if one person there realises how embarrassing it would be for the government to turn down this Turkish uh, delivery, uh, that's an opportunity that they felt too good to miss. You know, oh, you know, the stitching's not quite right. Let's embarrass the government and, and send the whole lot back. But we need to find out, don't we, tomorrow at the press conference exactly, mm. or even earlier, like tonight, what, what was actually wrong specifically. Well, look, we've had so much science. We've all learnt about R numbers. We've learnt about antibodies mm. and antigens. Bring me a gown. Show me a gown on TV. Yeah. Bring it out. Unfold it. Show me a, a gown that complies. Show me one that doesn't comply. You know, we're not that stupid. We can understand. We paid for it. I paid for it. You paid yeah. for it. Yeah. You know? The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. But let's uh, try and be fairly slick and professional tonight. It's the producer's last show. Okay, my wipe down thing is empty. All the wipes have gone. That was succinct, no. wasn't it? And to the point. <laughs> If you if you're one of the other scooters, you know you look like an overgrown kid. Like Ash has gone to the extreme of having it <coughs> tattooed on his uh, on his arm. Yeah, because well, hopefully it won't change the number and the text number. I just felt tired. I went back to bed, and the next thing I knew, it was half past one. What's wrong with that, man? Well, <laughs> I think a lot. Of people what the getting up bit's probably the wrong bit. It is a bit of a hobbitathon, which is of course. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do all the different voices as well <laughs> of the different? Yeah. On the seventh day, thou shalt rest. <laughs> And that's what I do. Oh, I wish you'd stop spouting that stuff and to I do, me. I do it very well. Most of the callers well, have got a thing good. for me, haven't they? I mean, that's why I'm here. Don't know where. Don't know where. Don't know know where. where. That's how you have to sing it. They always sing mm. it like that. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.